0: The Lexus LS430. The Toyota MR2 Sports Car. Everything
1: keeps going
0: right. Toyota. Lexus, the result of our relentless pursuit of perfection. Oh, what a feeling. Toyota.
1: Toyota. Let's go places everyone, I'm Tyler and you are listening to Toyota Untold, where we go behind the scenes on the people, the stories, and of course, the Toyota and Lexus cars and trucks we all know and love. Today's episode marks the fourth and final installment of the Next Gen Tundra series. Tune into parts one through three to get the full picture of what we think, and we hope, is the most comprehensive source of insider info on the 2022 Tundra out there. In this episode, we'll be speaking to Kevin Vocal, who is the president of Toyota Motor Manufacturing here in San Antonio, Texas. But first, we're joined by vehicle marketing manager, Cody Wilhide to see just what he thinks about the latest Tundra. Some discussion pertains to the 2022 Tundra TRD Pro, which will be available this spring of 2022. Features discussed may be options and or require subscription, and spec figures may refer to maximum numbers.
0: Welcome, Cody. Hey, thanks, guys.
1: And Cody, you are from VMAC, which also stands for Vehicle Marketing and Communications.
0: That's correct. That's right. BMAC.
1: And we are talking about something that has been so anticipated. 14 years, people have been waiting. What is it, Cody? What have people been waiting for?
0: It is the all new 2022 Toyota Tundra. It's
2: here. It's here. I can't believe it. It is here. (laughs) We're so excited that we can finally talk about it because it has been quote unquote, code red for 14 years, (laughs) whatever (laughs) feels like 14 years. That's right.
1: And so I think before Tundra, the most asked about vehicle was probably Supra and we brought the Supra back. And then ever since Supra was relaunched, people have been on a hunt for Tundra. They're just like, when is it? When are we getting the redesign? What's happening? And so, we've started to send some information out. Kelsey, that's what you and Cody have been hard at work at, right? Yep. These are plans, and now we have unveiled the new 2022 Tundra Next Generation. Um, Cody, talk about some of the work that went into this.
0: Well, you, you kind of touched on the, the teaser. So we started the teaser plan, uh, all the way back on May 18th. I think I just saw the date, uh, from a yep. recent presentation and we just revealed it, uh, on Sunday night football on the uh, 19th, September 19th, uh, in our reveal spot, uh, that we've kind of tagged as, uh, this born from invincible. So it's a pretty cool montage of a lot of our Toyota heritage, uh, a lot of different vehicles that kind of, um, you know, Built into, you know, the the DNA of this new tundra that we're really excited about. So uh, we revealed on that uh, Sunday night football spot uh, during or right after halftime. And then now the word's out. Everybody's got all the details from online.
2: And the spot's really cool. It is very cool. It is so cool with all the legacy vehicles. And I feel like that gets people really excited to see some of their favorites like FJ. Mm -hmm. The
1: Marty McFly Tacoma. I mean, come on. It's amazing, um, but this didn't just start in May, right? And I know no. you are marketing. You are marketing. I know that, but talk about the work that starts. Like, when do you start on? Oh, we have a next generation of a vehicle.
0: So typically, I mean, these development schedules, you know, they start about five years, and that's five years is when like the actual work starts. So like the the design, uh, the testing, you know, building some of these test vehicles. Uh, but a lot of cases, you know, it starts even before that in the planning phases. So it's been a pretty long time coming. I don't want to say 14 years, but um, it, you know, we're we're talking five years at least that stuff you know starts going into the development of this vehicle before it actually you know gets revealed to the public. So a lot of time, a lot of work.
2: Yeah, and I mean. Obviously we we don't know the the ins and outs of all the decisions that are made but they literally built this thing from the ground up so it took them they started 5 years ago and made every new decision possible on this vehicle with you know customer feedback in mind things that they wanted to do the engineers designers obviously wanted to keep things up to date since um you know once we reveal the vehicle it's around for a while as people know <laughs> so but yeah, I can't imagine the amount of decisions that went into um, creating an all-new truck.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean that's you know you could talk to Mike Swears, and I'm sure he would love to uh, talk to anybody as much as possible on all those little decisions. But he's super passionate about it, um, all the big decisions and small decisions, even the you know the the throttle pedal that he had mentioned a couple times to the media. I mean, just so much work, so much effort goes into it. So they're all really excited. Now it's our job to. You know, promote it, make people aware of it, and and talk about how great it is because it's it's a pretty awesome truck. First things first, just all new, you know, from the ground up, uh, all new frame, box steel frame, uh, combining high strength steel but also lightweight materials. That's a big one, especially now with you know trying to be as efficient as possible, but also um, you know the max towing and max payload available from that. Uh, you know, the the two new powertrains is a huge one. So both engines really really competitive and. Um, even more importantly, you know, stronger than the previous, but also more efficient. So something we're, we're thinking the customers are going to really like um, the other items too. We have the new multi-link rear suspension. So ultimately it's going to be able to, to drive better for just norm, normal driving. Uh, but then it's also going to allow for more towing and more payload and more uh, a more comfortable driving experience when you're doing uh, all of those things. So it makes for a max towing capacity of 12,000 pounds. Um, which is uh, 1800 pounds more than current, uh, and then max payload of 1,940 pounds. So, very capable truck. Um, you know, it's it's really sized and and developed for what our customers uh, do the most and how they're going to use this truck. So, we think it's going to be a big hit for them.
2: I don't but you know this, to talk but I... About the...
0: Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go
2: ahead. I was going to say you have to talk about the technology because that's where I was going to go next. Oh.
0: Yeah, so a the fourteen-inch screen. It's got a fourteen-inch. 14 that's right, and it's got the latest uh, Toyota multimedia system. So our twenty-one multimedia system uh, standard with all the features you know you, you see in anything now. It, it's something that we think customers are going to really like. It's also got the big twelve-point-three-inch um, digital display available too. So digital gauges uh, are available in certain grades of it. Um, and then the most exciting part, we have the TRD Pro. So that yeah. returns which. Typically, we do in more of like a year two, year three of the life cycle. This time, we're launching with one that, you know, it's the most capable. It kind of really leverages our Toyota heritage, and um, we know from our customer clinics and you know, just some of the reactions that we get with this truck every time people see it is just it's it's pretty badass. You know, everybody yeah. loves it, and we're we're trying to leverage that as much as possible in our assets. Uh, you know, it was seen in the reveal spot at the very end, the, the bright orange, uh, solar octane orange trd pro um and that one's gonna be pretty awesome you know just it's big too it's tall like yeah. seeing
1: it in person i was like i'm pretty tall myself and i was like wow this is a big truck
0: yeah it's funny the first time uh, media saw it i think at our preview event that was the comment that we kept getting was is this is it a lot bigger than current yet? it looks so big and it is it is lifted uh 1.1 inches in the front compared to the other grades but it just the presence of it. It has a wider stance. It's a little bit yeah. higher in the front end. It just it commands respect. It's it's yeah. definitely uh, that that born from invincible true to Toyota look.
2: I think it has a more like in comparison to current gen, it's just more aggressive looking. Like I understand it has a lift, but it does just look more aggressive than, than the current gen. Like, I won't say that, you know, the current gen is like soft, but it has more like sharp edges, right. And the current gen has more rounded edges. And I just feel like it like sits up. It looks like it sits up higher, whether it does or not.
0: Yeah, it does. And then
2: obviously the most important feature we continued is the, uh, the rear window. Obviously that's my favorite feature on my forerunner. So it's very critical that we had this on the tundra too, because people like this.
0: Yeah, it's something that before joining the Tundra team, I didn't realize how, uh, how much people really love this. And I I also have a forerunner, so I appreciate the vertical sliding power rear window, Mm -hmm. uh, but to hear all the people, you know, praise that and get really excited about one of our teaser assets that showed that, uh, you know, we're, we're not alone and that definitely returns. It's standard for all crew max models. Um, so we think people are going to really like that too.
1: In the teaser uh, pictures that we send out, we sent out a picture of the undercarriage. And some people speculated that the truck has lockers. Does it?
0: Uh, so the TRD Off-Road and TRD Pro models are available with an electronic locking rear diff. Um, so yeah, the, the one that you're referring to is yeah, the rear suspension pick that I, I think people were hoping for finally to get uh, the locking rear diff. So yes, it is So confirmed there. on confirmed. certain
1: grades. So, Cody, can you talk about Born From Invincible and kind of what that means from a marketing perspective?
0: Sure. So, you know, really, the whole backstory of it was how do we connect this new truck? You know, there's so many people waiting for it, so many enthusiasts, but how do we connect it to our our Toyota heritage our Toyota DNA? Um, And it's really, you know, a a montage or just kind of a culmination of all the trucks that people love from the Toyota brand. Everything that makes us uh, famous for our, you know, Bulletproof, Invincible. Uh, kind of image and how that all kind of led to this um and you know showing things from you know, not just in in north america where it's our tundras or tacomas but you know everything uh you know from 40 50 years ago uh all around the world um you know places where you know the, the heritage name means so much more than just you know breaking down on the side of the road it's you know if you break down uh you know mike swears was just talking about it last week where if you, know, you break down in some parts of Australia, you might not be found for a week. Uh, to where you know QD, QDR is so important there. So, kind of pulling all that together and knowing that this was really you know a truck that's developed for the North American market, but leveraged so many resources around the world um, to to create the best platform, to create this born from invincible platform, and we want to just connect to that as much as possible, and you know show. What makes us you know famous for our QDR, what people are so excited about and and hopefully you know build that excitement for this newest truck, and hopefully they'll like that one as much as the last.
1: Anything from a safety perspective, improvements, additions, what's going on there?
0: absolutely. so this this uh, all models come standard with our tss two point five uh, safety system, so that includes all of the latest Toyota features from uh, pre-collision systems, dynamic radar, cruise control, lane trace assist, steering assist, road sign assist, automatic high beams—basically, the entire suite that we have available. Every grade, completely standard Toyota Tundra.
1: Also, last time I saw the truck in person, I noticed—are there two cameras on the back of it, like over the rear uh, rear window that goes down?
0: So there are—I believe a total of six cameras all around the truck. So, uh, anything from, uh, you know, the rear view cameras on the rear of the truck, above the bed, kind of cargo area, uh, the side view mirrors, um, and they all kind of feed into our panoramic view monitor system. So you can get a nice top down view and all kinds of different views. When you're uh, backing up a trailer, you can kind of see all your cargo in the bed. So you don't have to stop somewhere and jump out and make sure that something's still tied down. Uh, And then if it's TRD Pro or TRD Off-Road, it's actually got these really cool multi-view terrain monitor cameras where you can actually see, you know, where your your tires are going on the trail. Like if you have to position them on certain areas, whether it's ruts or rocks uh, to get through, you know, whatever path you're going. So, yes, we we have a few cameras on the truck available. You can even mount a camera on the back of your trailer too. So you have a nice little accessory uh, rear view there. We have a total of six grades. So we have, uh, you know, the ones returning are SR, SR5, Limited, and then we have Platinum 1794 and then our TRD Pro. So SR, SR5, uh, SR is more of like the work truck vehicle. Uh, SR5 is one of our core models. So, um, you know, it it really serves a pretty broad purpose. You know, you could get uh, TRD Sport and TRD Off-Road packages on it. It's pretty well equipped. Then you bump up to the Limited, where you get a little bit more creature comforts. Um, you know, uh, also available with the TRD Off-Road package. Then you jump up to your premium grade, so 1794 and Platinum. Um, platinum is more of kind of the, the modern premium, whereas 1794 is kind of a, a modern Western kind of theme. Very Texasy kind of truck with the 1794 name. And then, of course, you have the, the TRD Pro returning, uh, so our most capable uh, off-roading more just off-roading, but really just that that overall activity vehicle, whether it's towing, off-roading, whatever you want, it can do it.
2: Cool. So you can add the TRD offered Package to which ones again?
0: SR5, Limited, and 1794. So that's got our our signature TRD Pro kind of heritage Toyota grill, where it's got the heritage script. Um, This one's pretty unique though, because it's for the first time now, we're actually adding marker lights. Uh, And then a really nice looking uh, center LED light bar, which Mm -hmm. looks awesome when lit up, but it's also very functional. It's more for off roading, uh, kind of lighting your corners as you're you know on the trail. But uh, yeah, that one that one definitely turned some heads. It's it's got a nice, very signature in your face kind of look.
1: But there are different grills for different grades, correct? And that's something new and unique.
0: Yeah. So the grade differentiation part is a big part of the strategy uh, with this redesign too. So it's each each model gets its kind of unique flavor through uh, a unique looking grill whether it's the finishes or the actual pattern the grill pattern and the center insert uh and then also the wheels each kind of gets their own unique styled or unique finished wheel too so um you know it's different grades but it's really unique looks and feels for each there there will be uh, an accessory lift kit available uh similar to tacoma that we we offer now um so we'll have a uh, a three-inch lift kit available through um, through dealers, so you'll be able to have everything installed, dealer, and then also warranted as well. So it's pretty I cool love deal. it,
1: Cody. What is your favorite thing about the new 2022 Tundra?
0: I mean, I've been a TRD Pro driver for a while, so I, I'm a big fan of the the TRD Pro. Just in general, you know, the the capability is great. I think you know, for anybody that's really serious about going off roading, over landing towing that kind of stuff, it's an awesome model for that. It comes greatly equipped, but you know, it's a pretty awesome just daily driver in general, though. I mean, with the Fox shocks, it's it's really comfortable on road. You know it's capable for any freak, you know, Texas freeze and in ice and snowstorm that could happen. Um so that was really nice to kind of leverage in my my TRD Pro 4 runner, but um I think just in general, the the style, the look, it's it's very unique and it's something that's very authentic to our brand. You know, it's there's a lot of uh, gamesmanship and a lot of copying that goes on in the industry, especially in this kind of truck realm. But I, I think you know our TRD Pro model is really true to what mm-hmm. uh, what people love about the TRD Pro trucks and the Toyota trucks in general, and just kind of elevating it and making it better for this next generation. Um, you know, we have little details like whether it's a technical camo pattern that's kind of sprinkled through the front grille, bumper, fenders, and then also on the inside, you'll notice that seat inserts and the really yeah. nice looking red seats that I think is uh, something that I was a little unsure of to be honest when I first heard about it and joined the team, but seeing them in person, it's it's awesome. I would yeah. definitely get the white with the red interior. First. The truck
2: is very uniquely like Toyota, like <clears throat> like you said. Although you know, across the industry, they Trucks tend to mimic each other at least a little bit in the full size, but I feel like the these trucks are very Toyota. And you mentioned um, the interior, which is something I don't think we touched on yet. So, do you want to talk about uh, some of the improvements or additions to the interior too? Besides the the red guts, as some people call them, red guts. Not nice. the red guts. That was a Bob Carter quote. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, Bob, if you're listening.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we had touched on you know the big fourteen-inch multimedia screen, the twelve-point-three-inch uh, digital gauges, um, but just everything is you know so much nicer to the touch. We have soft-touch materials on uh, the instrument panel, center console, doors. The seats are uh, much nicer than current. Um, really nice bolstering, uh, adjustability, lumbar support, that kind of stuff. Um, little creature comforts, not necessarily inside, but things like. Um, Remote keyless entry, uh, push button start, completely standard on every grade, which is which is awesome for anybody that had a previous uh, forerunner where they had a key and it was super annoying. Um, tons of storage everywhere, uh, fold up seats in the rear. So, and then of course we we hit on the the power uh, vertical rear sliding window, which is
2: mm-hmm.
0: great when you want to drive with the windows down or uh, let yeah. your dog uh, hang out the back. So. Yeah,
2: I think the um, like the dash looks really nice. Like it has a at least in the I'm talking about the TRD Pro. It has a very sleek horizontal look. And then the they talked a lot about when I was listening to the engineers talk. They were talking a lot about the uh, center console being like. First of all, it looks like I would fit in the center console. It is massive, yeah, it's huge, <laughs> and it has two separate little armrests with a little tray in between. One of the things I've noticed about different cars, like being in my friend's car and stuff, and that I really like about my Toyota is that there's a place for everything. Like there's a place to put your keys, there's a place to put your phone. Um, and in other models, you know, it's it's like laying on the seat or something like that. So I think that they really took all that into consideration. Um, they have, you know, the charging, the plugs for your phone all right there. Then some of them is it all is the wireless standard on all of them or just limited it up.
0: It's not standard. Um, it is optional in some grades, but yeah, to your point, it's it's really nice. It's that vertical uh, yeah. wireless charge pad in the center console. So yeah, you got a place yeah. for your phone. You had multiple places for for as many phones as you might have.
2: Honestly, there's just a lot of space in there. It is a it is a big truck.
0: Yeah, the other cool thing too, and just maybe think of. Yeah. You know, so Kelsey had mentioned uh, their their interlocking design strategy. You know, the big kind of beam across the the instrument panel and how it really widens the cabin, makes it feel very uh, spacious as opposed to kind of vertical and broken up for a lot of our competitors. But there's also a lot of really cool little details uh, throughout. Uh, getting back to some of that great differentiation on the the instrument panel passenger side, uh, TRD Pro has the big Heritage Toyota uh, badge. You know, kind of coming out of the the ip um, platinum has a nice little badge that's uh with uh, blue mood lighting all around 1794 has the uh, what we're calling kind of like the branded uh, wood trim that says 1794 on the corner so just some really unique taste there and then in our premium grades the mood lighting where it's you know uh, lighting up the the doors the ip really sets a nice very premium luxury feel to it uh, i think something that any current gen owner will be pleasantly surprised with whenever they get in.
1: And for those of you not in the biz, IP is instrument panel, even though you did say
0: instrument panel. (laughs) Trying not to mix it in too much there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's hard not to say it multiple times. So what does marketing look like going forward as you go, as this vehicle goes on sale and you know, you go into the launch of campaign
0: It's more like, what doesn't it look like? I I think, (laughs) especially with this launch, I mean, it it really is the biggest launch I would say we've ever done just from a no stone left unturned, everything from, you'll see it on broadcasts, you know, as we're already running the reveal spot, you'll see it on digital YouTube videos, whether it's, you know, the reveal spot uh, or product overview videos, influencers on social media, engagement events, um, you know, motorsports, we're We're pretty much leveraging everything we possibly can um, and and doing it in a lot of really cool, fun ways. So I think not just hopefully, you know, customers will be able to uh, experience some of these trucks this fall, but you'll definitely be able to see it uh, wherever you choose to look.
1: I feel like you're being a little coy. I feel like there's some big
0: things coming. There could be some very, very big things coming. You're holding out on us.
2: I just think it's cool that we've like we have really decided to make this this different, right? So, from our social media planning, you know, like Cody mentioned, we're engaging with some influencers and creating videos that kind of give you the the top features and things to look at. There's a lot of walk around, so even if you know, for the time in between now and when you can get into a dealer to look at one of these, I feel like. C- customers should be able to find out everything they need to know about the truck before they see it in person. Obviously, there's no replacing seeing it in person because it's you know something you want to get in and sit around and drive. But I feel like the um, from the marketing and and social and PR side, we've really done a good job of getting all the information out there so people you know don't have any questions when they go to drive the truck.
0: Yeah, for sure, and. You know, one of the other things that I always forget about, you know, we're we're even the upcoming vehicle page, the UVP that we call it, you know, we're doing more than ever for that too. So even before the truck is available, you're going to be able to see more images, uh, you know, more details, more, you know, the the truck in the different grades, different colors, um, all from the start. So trying to give consumers as much information as possible, get them excited, and hopefully pick out which truck that they're, uh, that they've been wanting to buy for the last 14 years.
1: So should people, I this question, I mean, you cl- work closely with dealers. Should people go to their dealers and start talking about this? No? Wait till it's on sale?
0: Uh, I would say the best thing, and this comes directly from our teaser strategy, just go to the UBP and sign up for more updates, more details. Because as soon as we have them available, trust me, we're, we're trying to get them out there uh, to everybody who's interested.
1: And following that uh, line of questioning, what do you think our dealers are
2: most excited for about this truck?
0: Oh man, that's tough. I I think selling it. (laughs) I I think having a a very competitive truck—you know, all the latest tech features, um, powertrain—but then you know the different grades. We really have something for any truck buyer. Uh, All right, we're not not limited there.
2: Well, Cody, congratulations on a successful (laughs) Tundra teaser campaign launch, etc. It's here. We're excited and thanks for joining the podcast today.
0: Thank you, congratulations to you guys too. You were you were as much a part of it as a, as we were. So, great job. Social
1: never sleeps. Thanks again to Cody. Let's check in with Kevin Vocal, plant president of Toyota Motor Manufacturing, located in San Antonio, Texas. Kevin has a unique perspective on the new Tundra, so hearing his thoughts on the vehicle was especially fascinating. The last time you and I talked, we were in person at the Chicago Auto Show, which seems like a lifetime ago. It does. And I kind of was prodding with you and Mike Spears about future product because we all knew what was happening. But obviously, we couldn't tell some people. didn't have as many details myself. You probably had all the details. But 2022 Tundra has been announced. It's coming. You're changing lines to start building it. Talk to me about... The preparation that this plant has to do for a next-generation vehicle.
3: Well, thanks Tyler for having me, and and it does seem like a lifetime ago <laughs> that we were in Chicago uh, for my first podcast. I was extremely nervous, but uh, you know it it is exciting. And to answer your question about the preparation needed for this vehicle, uh, there's so many steps to get ready. Uh, you know, we we start with the planning process of the changes that need to happen very early in the process. You know, we're creating timelines and budgets and really projecting out what our lives will be like for the next several years. And and I will tell you, this project was a multi-year project. Uh, Looking at uh, having a tundra that hasn't changed uh, from ground up in so many years, it really was a fresh start, clean slate. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it starts with the design, but then when the design, then it's from the manufacturing processes, what will it take? So several years back, uh, we started this preparation and then after all the planning and the budgeting and what the lives would be like, it comes down and it's, it's here before we knew it, but the implementation, you know, it's now it's about the, the new technology, creating the new processes, uh, you know, retraining our team members and, and all this is happening while you're still building yeah. current generation in the middle of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it can be a juggling act, but uh, Toyota is known for its planning ahead and making contingency plans.
1: How do you as plant president manage that and all of those moving pieces? Well, one, I would assume we hire good people, right? But what else goes into it?
3: Uh, well, you know, I, uh, I tend to say that uh, I have the least important job in, in the company, and I, I really do. Uh, First, you do. It is about a people, and it's about good talent, uh, people who love to do what they do. Uh, Of course, there's things I got to manage from uh, the budgeting or, you know, making sure the organization or decision making. But certainly, uh, the the bulk of the work is done by all the great talent that we have in the planning and the execution and those and surrounding yourself with great people that we have at Toyota.
1: In my mind from working here, it seems like designers work with engineers and then engineers work with the plant and manufacturing, right? Or do all three of you work together? Or is it more linear like I first described?
3: Well, well, first, let me give credit where it's due we talked about in chicago meeting with mike squares and, and his incredible team uh, and it starts with the design of the vehicle knowing our customer and the legacy of what toyota trucks are known for and you know their ruggedness their their quality their their built in long lasting you know durability and and their their huge design so let me give credit where it's due from the manufacturing side just like all of us we're we're humbled to be able to build this great product but working with the designers and the engineers it does have to come together. Just because we design a truck doesn't mean uh, that it can be built that way from the beginning. So we really have to take what is the imagination of what the designers can make, even from the, uh, from the outside design, of course, the internal designs of the truck, the functionality, uh, that's a little more solid. But being able to have a communication two ways of what we need to change in the plant to be able to meet that design repetitively and build in quality every single time we build a truck every 60 seconds mm-hmm. has to be the same. And it has to be what it's known for, and that's the quality of the truck to be built to design.
1: And that started several years ago. You
3: several said. years ago, uh, the feasibility, and then now it's all coming to fruition working between the design, uh, the production, the engineering side to be able to spec the equipment. Uh, the suppliers and uh, all of this coming together to be able to produce this great product.
1: In my mind, I'm like, where do you even start? Like, do you're like, hmm, we should stamp something first? Do we just start putting things, you know, to spec from the cat? Like, where do you start in that process?
3: Well, it's not. I, I think that you're thinking about it linearly, but it, 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 but it, it doesn't work that way. There's there's okay. aspects of of multi facets of the of the truck coming together. You know, even when we build the truck here, it's not built in a single line fashion. It it's built almost in a parallel fashion. That all comes together in assembly. That's but uh, you know, you've got the the drivetrain components. You've got the external design of the truck. You've got the internal components. So all those are getting designed, and then the, again the 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 design team has to make sure that they all fit together and then we just get to build it.
1: Fantastic. How does the plant have to change? And as I was walking through today, you know, it looks different when you walk the floor. One, I noticed the stickers that say stop, look, point, they're not stickers anymore. It's all (laughs) digital. That's crazy.
3: (laughs) Well, we try to incorporate new technology not only in the design of the truck and the building of the truck, but in the manufacturing. Uh, what we're designing of the plant of the future and to make sure that we can incorporate technology that makes it easier for our team members. It is where we spend the bulk of our days and weeks are are here in the plant. So we want to make it sure that it's a place that people are proud to come to work and they have an influence in that design. But as far as the changes themselves of what the plant has to go through, uh, we had almost a $400 million reinvestment in this plant Mm -hmm. uh, for this next generation vehicle. And absolutely, we're moving things around. We're adding things. We're removing things that we don't need. Uh, you know, the footprint is the footprint. We've had to do some expansions to incorporate some of the new changes and the new technology. Uh, but that's all good for the, uh, for the plant, good for the community, and good for the business. You know, we, we plan to be here for many decades to come. Uh, but to make, the, to make the changes, it also is a little bit of burden. You can't always do these changes on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they take some shutdowns, which we try to coordinate with our normal shutdowns over the years. But in this project, it took multi years of shutdowns and a lot of changes every weekend. So we've got great people that uh, put these things together. But you can imagine being a team member that comes back in after a weekend of being away and all of a sudden uh, your process has changed. So we've yeah. got to have good communication even before they leave and when they come back in to make sure that we can continue to build the vehicles we built today with the same high level quality. You know, this is highly coordinated and there's, There's great talent on the floor that plan these things out in ultimate detail, as you can imagine Toyota would do. But I describe it as looking at remodeling your house while you're still living in
1: it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a... (laughs) As someone who my neighbor's going through that and all of their stuff's like on the front lawn. (laughs) (laughs) We we want to
3: make sure ours isn't on the front lawn because we still (laughs) got to build trucks.
1: True. That's true. Now you had, you know, there was a a vehicle being produced here. It's not anymore. We moved that uh, operation to another plant, but now we have more room for Tundra at this point. And how do you balance again, the space is the space with the volume for the next generation Tundra.
3: Yeah. You know, Space and volume may be a little bit of two separate items. Mm-hmm. Um, space is all dependent upon what the parts look like and the process flow to make sure we can make that more efficient. Mm-hmm. And But m- more importantly, that make sure that we can build in quality. And, and that's really what it's about. So efficiency, which Toyota is known for, and building in quality, and then making room for flexibility. Uh, adapting to customer... Uh, demand is something we also pride ourselves on. Uh, you know, we know the demand of the current generation tundra and we have an expectation of what the demand of the future tundra is by just what we've shown already. Uh, but to make sure that we can adapt to that is what we build the, f- the plant flow on.
1: That's amazing. So I want to talk about the truck now. Um, I think when you look at it in pictures, we had to reveal a picture, I think, earlier than we wanted to on the social team. Uh, but when we unveiled it, people were like, oh, that looks really good. But I think there were still, you know, a picture doesn't do this truck justice. And that's what I've heard um, from Alan Pierce, from others who have te- attended these sessions where they get to drive it for the first time. And they say a couple things. One, really happy with the V6 twin turbo really happy with iForce max. Um, and the appointments in the interior are really nice. in uh, in the grades, what set it apart for you? And what do you really like about this next generation Tundra?
3: You know, for me, uh, I, um, there's so many things I like. It, it is an amazing truck. Um, uh, you're right about one thing. The pictures don't do it justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the attention to detail, uh, even uh, things in there that are what I'll call uh, yet to be found or, or hidden items that you can, just for the customer to be able to see, is, is something unique, it's fun, it's interesting. But the quality, the built-in quality, the material, the craftsmanship, the bold, rugged look, mm-hmm. but then most importantly for me is the performance.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's something pictures are not going to be able to do justice. Yeah. When you get behind the wheel, you know, uh, Aki Otari talks about uh, the fun to drive. And, uh, you know, I'm a truck owner too. Mm -hmm. So being able to drive this truck and being able to watch our uh, dealers drive it during the dealer show, uh, was an amazing sight to see because when you get in and you feel the power Mm -hmm. and you look at the ride and handling that was built into the design of the change, it's an amazing fun vehicle to drive, but you know, it's got that rugged power that a truck's going to have.
1: Yeah. I think people said yesterday, like aggressive was a comment that I heard, Uh, super capable in terms of like, you know, intelligence and assistance with all the technology and there, people are excited about it yesterday, especially the reporters. (laughs) It's,
3: it's what you would expect out of a Toyota vehicle that's been redesigned from the ground up. And I can't, I can't wait for the world to be able
1: to drive it. That's amazing. What is your favorite powertrain grade combo? Do you have one?
3: Well, I, I haven't driven, I mean, I've driven the truck on the test. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did get to go out on some long drives and, you know, being a truck owner lifelong, Mm -hmm. uh, I've driven uh, every truck imaginable. Um, I I do, I do pull things. uh, I do have cattle. So I'm familiar with what a truck needs to be able to do Mm -hmm. in the past, to be honest as uh, this may be one that you're recording on air, but I've never been a V6 guy. Mm -hmm. Just wasn't a fan of V6s in the past. And uh, I didn't have to worry about that because I didn't drive one for Toyota. But I will tell you, my biggest surprise, hands down, was our V6 twin turbo. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was the first time in any V6 I've ever driven in my life where I said to myself, wow, this is incredible Mm -hmm. power. And I think that that's my biggest surprise point is I have to consider uh, if I want the V6 if, to drive myself. Right. It's, it's incredible power. I think it meets all of my needs, but I will have to tell you, mm-hmm. when you drive the iForce Max, mm-hmm. it's an exhilarating feeling that you get out of that combination of technology that it's a do I need it or do I want it? Right. <laughs> but it is an incredible amount of power that has the towing capability uh, that will that will give you that wow factor also. So I think there's going to be a tough choice for people to make, but honestly, it's a decision I haven't made yet. Uh, we haven't produced them yet, so mm-hmm. of which one? So I can't tell you my favorite, but I will tell you that I was completely surprised. About the power in the V6
1: at the dealer meeting, was there a certain feedback that you heard back from the dealers?
3: Well, I heard a lot of tires squealing. Let me just say that, <laughs> and I watched a lot Very of safely <laughs> a, a, a lot of handling in the yeah. truck. Uh, I heard the same comments that people were making that about the V6. They just they couldn't believe the incredible power, but then they were also in the iForce Max and the uh, combination of that technology was the wow factor that you also heard people talk about. So I think it'll be a tough choice uh, of what people need to drive or what they want to drive. Mm
1: -hmm. So do you, with the engine being produced in Alabama, do you work closely with Alabama about, you know, how everything comes together? Yeah, I
3: wouldn't say how things come together. I will Mm -hmm. say that work closely. uh, Every, every week I probably talk with that, president uh, for something, uh, they're excited about the building, the vehicle also, mm-hmm. you know, it's new technology for them too. And uh, they're excited about the new engine and the powertrain system. So of course they have their own changeover periods, just like we have here. Uh, but yeah, we, we collaborate just on the amount of uh, what we're going to build and the timing of their changeovers to match up that we can get all get the parts.
1: Talk about, you know, leading up to official line off, right? producing these vehicles, getting them to our dealers, the quality checks that go into before that final line off, talk about the quality checks that happen.
3: Well, you know, the quality for me is of course the lifeblood of Toyota. Um it it's a huge part of what Toyota is known for. And I talk about the quality of the vehicle is safety for the customer. Mm-hmm. You know, safety for the customer is first built into the design of the vehicle. The Toyota safety sense, all of the uh, all of the features in a truck that you would design, the ratings, all of those are built from the design. But when we manufacture it and we put it all together, every connection, every weld, every bolt, every installation is to design. And we repeat that. And then the checks are incredible. Uh, certainly, we we have more checks than I could imagine uh, before working for an automotive company that I could ever imagine are put into place. But there are so many, and the new checks that we have with automation and with systems that we call PokeOak to make sure that quality can't pass downstream is now more and more incorporated along with the human checks and then human performance checks of the vehicle that we drive ourselves before it ever goes out the door. Mm -hmm. So it's something that's maybe the average customer couldn't understand about how many quality checks are actually in a vehicle. but. No vehicle will leave out of here without the checks that are making sure that it, the, it's built to its standard.
1: Yeah. You got me with one. I haven't heard Pokey Oak before.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you know, it's, uh, I say Pokeyoke. Oak. Uh, there's also Pokey okay. Uh It's a Japanese term meaning like error proofing. Okay. Uh, and it started all the way back with the uh, in- inception of uh, of Toyota. But uh, it's something you can, uh, the listeners, or you can study on your side, and maybe we'll have a whole segment on Pokeyoke. Okay.
1: Yep. A friend of mine saw a, uh, I forget what type of Toyota it was, driving, and the license plate was Muda. And I thought that was very fun. <laughs> and I was like, that's great. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Muda means waste. And obviously, we try to get rid of as much Muda as possible at the plant level, in our corporate work, anything we do. Uh, so the team members, who ha- who got to know what when?
3: Well, of course you know, Toyota has been a big secret. Um, it's something that of course there's layers of people that know, uh, but then we have to, uh, we have to make sure that we maintain those secrets of who gets to know when mm-hmm. Th- that's really, that's really your question for me. And it's, yeah. it's a little bit complicated when you first start the, de- the design and from the very inception of the model change, you know, the first people that we have, what we call pilot members, mm-hmm. uh, these are your your experienced tenured members who have been through model changes or have been through uh, changes in design, and they work closely with design Mm -hmm. uh, to start to build the early models of the vehicle, to start to find any kind of problems. You talked about between design and manufacturing. This is the first intersection point between those two functions that say, we can build this, but we need this change, or I need this to be able to build it efficiently or repeatedly or to maintain quality, I need this to be changed slightly. And the other group that's in there, of course, is quality. Our quality engineering group, so between design, a pilot of each function in the plant, whether that's the weld or press or assembly or paint, all get together and work together to make sure that this is something that meets the standards of Toyota. So those are the first groups that know. Mm-hmm. Then after that, certainly we bring in and then we have to build the vehicle. Well, when you build a vehicle, you have to send it down the line. So then we have to make sure that everybody knows that this is our lifeblood. And so we need to make sure that we're keeping this a secret. And that we're all anticipating for yes. the world to be able to know to release the secret so we can be proud and talk about it openly. And that time is now. So we're all uh, we're all happy.
1: I have to imagine that they are very excited. At they this are point. extremely excited. And what, you know, you can see on social media, it's funny and and listen, I'm not trying to get anyone in trouble, but you can see if we post something, you can tell who the plant workers are because they're like just close. <laughs> they're like so excited. They're like, I've seen it. <laughs> they're so excited. And that's very cool.
3: You know, I think the excitement and the pride that they have, um, I talked about a while ago that. You know, I consider myself, I have to make decisions, but I don't get to build the vehicle. Yeah. I don't get to feel that same sense of joy that I can imagine that they get to talk about when they see a truck driving on the highway or they're driving beside it. They can say, I built that part or I made that piece Mm -hmm. on every single Tundra in the world that comes out, comes out right out of this factory. So that sense of pride and joy of working for a company like Toyota and building a product that's so great that people love. Certainly, they have. They love to talk about it, and they couldn't wait for this yeah. to be released. And it's a it's a great looking product. So when you have something that you want to show off, that's what I feel from the team members, and that's what I hear from them about how excited they're be able to show their work to the rest of the world. Yeah, and uh, you know we've had to do this under COVID for almost two years, managing that the global part shortages. Uh, And they can't talk about it. So Mm -hmm. now they're excited to finally get this and be able to put it on the, on the, for the customers to have.
1: That's exciting. Um, And I don't mean that negatively. It's just, you can feel the like anticipation and social, and they're not violating policy. They are not contacted. (laughs) They did, but there is just that palpable excitement. And so now that it is out, there's pictures out there, driving impressions are coming very shortly. Um, I think they're going to be even more excited to talk about it in social to people because I think then the employees, the team members will be able to, uh, you know, respond to some of those things. And I think our team members do a really good job of just saying, Hey, I build these, the pride is there and they say, you have to see it in person and you have to drive it. It's a great vehicle.
3: When you find somebody who works for Toyota, you know, they're an ambassador for the product because it's, it's a, it's such a great product. It's something you, you can be proud of.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and I think we've seen that we see our team members come to bat all the time and explain process or why we do things in in a very prideful way. Um, what is your favorite part about the new Tundra? I know mine. What is yours?
3: Well, let's start with you. What's your favorite part?
1: Uh, the new multimedia system.
3: Okay. Well, it's a uh, it's it certainly it's something that the the world expects now of what and and it, again it's it's designed from the ground up, and I. I have had a chance to play with that a little bit. I will tell you, um, it is a little bit overwhelming because of the amount that you can do with the multimedia Mm -hmm. and the backup systems and the sensors and all of the buttons and everything else. So, I think I've got a lot of learning to do myself (laughs) of how to operate that because I just listen to a basic radio is all I listen to. But Mm -hmm. uh, it certainly is beautiful. And I think the capability matches everything. Everything anybody would expect is going to be in this this vehicle. Uh, When you talk about what's my favorite part of the new Tundra, um, I think it's maybe not the answer you would expect. For me, one, I think there's three things. One is that the favorite part is that it's completely redesigned from the Mm -hmm. ground up. And I know that the world has been waiting so long for this new product. So being able to finally get that out and... Being to be able to be in the position I am uh, to run the plant that is going to make this product that's released to the world, mm-hmm. that's something that's very special. It's like a once-in-a-lifetime yeah. opportunity, and so that's, that's one. It's
1: like a child. It, I it, mean, it is. Right? It's something I'm,
3: I'm so proud of. And then number two probably is the pride I have for the team members who have waited for so long and watching their excitement mm-hmm. um, and then being able to see the dealer excitement. That's probably number two for me of of what makes it special about the new Tundra mm-hmm. is watching the pride and excitement of others uh, for them. Yeah, and then number three, it's that I'm a customer too.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I talked about that. I I've driven trucks all my life, and uh, you know I drive of course a Tundra now, and I can't wait to get a new Tundra also and, and be that customer uh, because the the increased power, the increased handling, the increased towing capacity, Mm -hmm. you know, the styling, uh, being able to learn all those new features that we talked about in the multimedia. Uh, that's probably the number three thing that I'm excited about and be able to show it off, be able to show it off to all of my friends and family too, uh, as a proud owner and customer, uh, of Toyota myself.
1: I think for, you know, going back to what I said about, you know, multimedia, it's like, for me, it's expected that we would make a great design that we had would have really good engineering, you know, QDR is going to be something that we, of course, do. But to have all of that, plus a really great (laughs) infotainment system was like surprising to me, I have to say, but knowing all of the things that we do, and we do really well, of course, we're going to come out with a great truck for the next generation, you know. So that's why I think multimedia for me was the the surprise.
3: Well, I don't think you'll be disappointed.
1: Yeah, but for some of the people who test drove it yesterday, really the powertrains were the big excitement for them.
3: It is a com- it's a complete wow factor uh, in the powertrains, and I think that uh, if you're uh, if you're a true car enthusiast, the ride, the handling, uh, the smoothness, the ruggedness, and the, it, everything comes together. Uh, in this truck that I think is going to uh, wow the world.
1: For someone who maybe hasn't listened to our podcast before or hasn't, you know, oh, TMMTX in San Antonio, like what do you want people to know about this plant and building Tundra specifically?
3: Well, I'd say that I'm going to show a little pride here that of course we're in San Antonio, Texas. So when I say the word Texas, I don't take that lightly. And uh, I have great respect for the rest of the country and all of the other states. But there is some pride to build a, a, a Texas truck mm-hmm. in Texas and know that uh, the majority of the trucks are sold in this region, in this area. And uh, I look at them and I have many friends and owners, and I go down the roads of people that use their trucks to on the farms, the ranches, hunting, fishing. And uh, that's a little bit special to know that we're the truck anywhere in the world that comes from this plant. But probably the thing that's most is is that what you can't get from a podcast is to know the people. Mm -hmm. And the people that work on the factory floor, uh, the team members, uh, the pride they have, the can-do attitude, you know, coming to work every single day during the pandemic Mm -hmm. to make sure that people could have their vehicles is something that, is something that people didn't even think twice about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for almost two years now, uh, we've been in the middle of a pandemic of people wearing masks for our protocols. Uh, the team members' health and safety is a priority for me. And, uh, you know, we had to put protocols in place that necessarily weren't comfortable, uh, but they they stepped up. You know, in the early stages when we didn't have parts and we didn't have to build vehicles, we made sure that we built things for the community building face shields and face masks that we Mm -hmm. could give to first responders, them coming to work. And then finally, when we did resume operations, we did it in a way that was a little bit burdensome for the team members, wearing Mm -hmm. masks, face shields, protocols to help keep them safe, but they never batted an eye. And then doing a model change on top of that and the preparation to make sure that we didn't miss a beat for this new vehicle, that's special. That's something you can't Uh, bottle up. It's the pride of the people and the can-do spirit. That's all about the team members. That's what I would want people to know.
1: Incredible. Well, thank you, Kevin, so much for coming on the Toyota Untold podcast.
3: And thank you for having me. And uh, let's go Tundra.
1: (laughs) Cut the engine and lock her up. That's a wrap on our exclusive Tundra series. Thanks once more to today's guests, Cody Wellhide and Kevin Vogel for joining us on this journey. And to Kevin Cavanaugh, Alan Pierce, Jeff Buckenroth, Greg Blaylock, and Mike Spears for their kind and knowledgeable contributions to parts one through three. We're so glad to have been able to compile such a deeply involved and insightful group to showcase this exciting release. We're so glad to have been able to compile such a deeply involved and insightful group to showcase this exciting release. If you enjoyed these episodes or any others, please feel free to share them with the Toyota and Lexus fans in your family and social circles to keep the conversation going. Thanks everyone for joining us today. This is Tyler and you've been listening to Toyota Untold. This podcast is brought to you by Toyota Motor Sales USA Incorporated. It may not be reproduced or redistributed in whole or in part without prior permission of Toyota. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guests and our hosts, and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Toyota. Please note that Toyota is not responsible for any errors or the accuracy or timeliness of the content provided. Used with permission, all rights reserved worldwide. Modifying your vehicle with non-genuine Toyota parts can negatively affect your warranty, safety performance, and street legality. The Toyota Tundra is designed to meet most off-road driving requirements, but off-roading is inherently dangerous and may result in vehicle damage. Toyota encourages responsible operation to help protect you, your vehicle, and the environment. Seatbelts should be worn at all times. Do not allow passengers to ride in the cargo area. The Tundra is assembled in Texas with U.S. and globally sourced parts.